On this week's episode, we take a look at how the no LeBron Lakers are holding up, why the Raps and Wizards Sunday game meant everything, and the big tech introduced in CES 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Nerds in Basketball. Good afternoon and good night. My name is DJ CJ. My name is Pope Charmon. Good night, everyone. That's the show. That's good the show. Oh man. Right. We, we are back. Uh thank you for <laughs> listening in to Nerds and Basketball, your number one podcast on the internet regarding nerd stuff and basketball. Uh that took a lot out of me. How are you, Pope Charmon? I am doing good. Uh, school year, new semester starting up. Life is continuing to roll on. Um, overall, pretty good. Good mood. Um, we'll see how it goes. But 2019 is shaping up pretty nicely so far, and I want to keep it this way. How about you, buddy? Um, I'm all right. I'm all right. Just a lot of a lot of work ahead of me, but I'm I'm glad. I'm excited that I'm gonna keep myself busy for the next uh, what is that? Four months. Um, I'm doing my final week prep for that big twelve week program that I'm yes. been telling in almost I've been telling everyone every episode now. And I'm kind of scared because, uh, for one, I'm I'm excited because it's gonna it's gonna really help me get those abs. Of course, <laughs> of, course. of course. But I I according to the documents that they gave me for that program, I should expect a sudden dip in strength because I will be losing a significant amount of weight. Yes. Um, so not a big deal. I one thing to note is that I my, I went to um a friend's place yesterday to do it okay. for a meeting, uh, and he has just so happened to have a bench at his um, in his basement, and he was like, "Yo, Kaba or." Uh-oh. Yo, CJ. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Yo, CJ. Yo, CJ, DJ. Uh, DJ, C- yo, C- DJ, CJ. Uh, <laughs> yo, we should, we should like, get on the bench like, right after the meeting. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And then we were doing bench and everything. I did 135. It was, like, it was struggling. And I was like, bro, you can do so much more, he said. And I said, no, I can't. He puts in 25, so it's 185 now. I push, and I'm like, that felt... Like he he was spotting me right so so the thing about benching is that it's terrifying. Oh yeah, it's terrifying. Uh huh. Right? So he spotted me. I'm like, okay, that felt great. Like he I asked him, did you did you help me? He's like, no, no, I didn't. You did you did all that. You just it's a mental thing. You can't do 185 unless you like your mind's like, okay, I might drop this on my head, <laughs> on my teeth, exactly. you know. Yeah. Um. So I said, bro, you can do so much more. I'm like, you think so? So we double plated. Ooh. 225 It's like Ooh. yo You can do it bro I was like Okay Drop it Catch it <sighs> He helped me a little bit So he yeah. said Maybe I'm not 225 Maybe I'm like 215 220 So I'm like Huh I can bench press 215 <laughs> Interesting <laughs> Good Not to know. bad Not, not bad. bad Not 
bad for a one for a one ninety one hundred ninety pound guy. Not bad, not bad. Not bad, not bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah you deserve a little clap for that. Impressive. Wow. 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 Owen Wilson's impressed. Oh, Wilson. Owen Wilson. We have a new host this weekend. <laughs> He's listening in. Wow, that's wow. what he just said. Just like on, I just imagine Owen Wilson like in this for some reason like a tiny apartment because for some reason he has to go to a tiny apartment to listen to us on like a 1995 Microsoft Windows. Oh, true. And he's just like, and he's just like, he's just listening. He's like, wow. Wow. Uh, well, I that does that makes perfect sense. I mean, Owen Wilson owns several different apartments. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yep. Sure. Owen, how are you doing? Thanks for listening. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, no, that's good to hear. Um, you, you should also take a before and after. Um, and if you're happy with the results, I definitely want to see that before and after. Do I want to see. Oh, yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. I'll do it. You should do it for yourself, too. See how the uh, 12-week program paid off. <laughs> I will. I will. I kind of I kind of want to see. I, I No, not kind of. I should see. So... Yeah, okay. I'm looking forward okay, to it. Cool, cool. Yeah. You uh you wanna take us into our first basketball topic then, CJ Teacher? Let's do it. It's been an exciting week for basketball. Uh yes. it's oh, just wanna give that sorry, heads up, James Harden just dropped fifty seven points on the yeah. Grizzlies. Yeah, we are recording on January fourteenth, ten PM, ten forty five PM and yeah. He dropped fifty seven, breaking Kobe's record. Give me that give me that golf clap. Wow. 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 I was thoroughly impressed. <laughs> thoroughly impressed. <laughs> thoroughly impressed. So, but yeah, that's insane. Um, I was just watching a couple of his highlights. It's just, how do you guard this man? I don't, I don't know. I don't know yeah, how to he, guard that step back because that step back is for sure baiting in like that four point play. That's his cream of the crop. You know, uh-huh, it's insane. Uh-huh. So. Uh, offensively, when he's feeling it, when he's in that groove. You can't do anything about that, yeah, man. But how do you do that when he's in his groove almost every game now? I I don't know. Like right. he has been like this since the beginning of December, and it is it's frightening. Um, yeah. and the crazy yeah. thing too, I was looking at the Houston Rockets like lineup right now. It, it's it's abysmal. Uh, yeah. Clint Capella is injured. He's out for a month. Chris Paul is going to be out till the end of January. There, Austin Rivers is probably the next big star on that starting lineup right now. That's even that's how Rivers a star. If I'm being honest with you, sorry, I I won't even consider Rivers like a, a yeah a, a cream of the crop no no he isn't that, that I just wanted to make my point saying like that's the next big player next to James Harden yeah, at the moment yeah, he he has been carrying this team to a really good record by himself he is making the mvp case he is definitely making the mvp case oh yeah well is it well we'll talk about that more later but because i do have a question for you later but it's been, yes yes it's we'll, we'll bring it later i just wanted to drop it because that, that was just huge me saying that like mm-hmm. insane mm-hmm. okay yeah for sure so the first one the lakers are struggling without lebron going three for seven in the mm-hmm. last 10 games this was clearly, I wouldn't say clearly, but I guess this was expected in a way because, mm-hmm. you know, LeBron being LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think are the next steps for the Lakers? Head head office, uh, all the way down to the nitty gr- to the players themselves. What do you think would be the next big step for this team, given that they're doing this bad without LeBron? Well, I think 
I think I think the more optimal case, what they were looking for probably was to have this team, you know, stay around 500, like a bit more steady, in my opinion. And there were some close games that they were working out on. You know, the West is tough and they're trying to get into this without LeBron James. And you know what? There's big steps with some of their young, younger guys. Alonzo Ball's been doing a lot better as of yeah. late. But what this really signals to me is just that this Lakers team still definitely needs LeBron James in order to, you know, continue competing in the West, which is, which is not really a big surprise because right now they're eighth in the West and they drop from, you know, being like a little bit away from being first or second in the West. So in terms of that, I guess it's expected that they really rely on LeBron James. It would have been good to see them kind of hold their own because it does show that development. And I think there's development there. I just still think it's going to take some time. Um, It definitely will take some time. And as soon as LeBron works his way back in, this team should be picking up some steam um, Mm -hmm. so far. In terms of going for a trade... You know what? That's a difficult thing to bring up because it really depends on like who's available. Because yeah. you can say yeah. that we want to focus on developing our young core this year. We're not going to make some big trades. But the question is, will there be a big name available next yeah. year or that year? You know, are you going to are you really going to get Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, maybe? Because there's a there's a certain player, Bradley Beal, that may be in that fray right now Mm. why don't you uh, tell me a bit more your perspective and give me a bit about the situation there cj so i wanted to give i wanted to give this a bit more of a free-for-all kind of conversation i i do agree with everything you said the team definitely needs to kind of assess itself but not from the outside going in but rather from the inside going out Um, okay and by that i mean inside by inside i mean like the the players themselves, there's there's a mm-hmm. lot of talent there that, in my opinion, are poorly used. I mean, yeah, where is Brandon Ingram injured right now, or is he is he playing? Like I don't understand. He, I have I have not seen him perform. I don't think I saw him in the other game. Yeah. So, um, I understand LeBron and Rondo are injured. Um, Javale McGee is. I mean, he's just JaVale McGee. He's just there. Um, I was surprised that the mud team, whatever LeBron calls them, isn't isn't doing well as I was hoping they would be. But that that's given that LeBron is there, right? Yeah. Um, that team is imperative, or is nothing without LeBron. It's imperative for LeBron to be there. So, um, absolutely. When it comes to trades, though, the only reason why I brought up Beal in our in our show notes is that that's the only viable trade right now. There's no other, like you can talk. Everybody can talk about Anthony Davis entering the conversation next next uh, season, but that's uh-huh. next season. You need uh-huh. to solve the issue now. And I know LeBron's here for the long haul. I know LeBron's not expecting a chip this year, but mm-hmm. given that the West right now is so open to every like. The Wizards are, or sorry, not the Wizards. The Warriors are second place right now, right? The uh-huh. Nuggets are top tier. No, the top, Nuggets the, are great, right? The amazing. Nuggets are amazing, and to not take advantage of that now is, I mean, that says a lot about not not about the play, not about the players, but about the front office. Because if you don't have a winning mentality now, what makes you say you're gonna have the same winning mentality next year? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and yeah. that's a big deal. That's a big deal for a team. Now, should I should we expect a a, a championship run this year? Probably not. Um, no, they no, don't have no. all the pieces yet. And no. given that LeBron is injured, I sh- I'm probably I'm, I expect him to come in maybe after the All Star. I don't know. He would he come back before the All Star just to play the All Star game and then maybe take a couple of days rest and then get back on it. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh- yeah, in terms of his injury, what I understand, a few days ago, he was confirmed not playing the next three games. I think there are one or two more games left on that designation right there. Right, right. Um, yes, uh, apparently he's taking on some basketball activities. Personally, I'm a bit more surprised on the severity of this injury, actually, because I, I watched him um, when he got injured. Um, it-, it looked like it didn't look super serious from what I saw, but clearly it's serious enough for, um, you know, this 10 game gap really. And, mm-hmm. oh man, it's, it's hurting my fantasy team. It really, really is. Oh, LeBron, please come back. I need, the Lakers need you. I need you, LeBron, please. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And also going from that whole inside out mentality, um, you heard what Luke Walton said about the work ethic of two certain young players on yep. his team. Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, if I'm correct, saying that they need to show more passion and put more effort into the game. Um, what what do you what do you think about that? Because in terms of context, was this something that was just said to the press and not directly to them? Because I assume if he says it to the press, he's saying that to them. It'd be very strange if he didn't say that to the young players personally. It would seem kind of like I, I don't know, kind of like kind of a bit mean-spirited if you're just saying that you're airing your laundry um to the press without talking to the players but um it, it I I don't know I just felt it was it was not I I didn't feel it was, it was a good comment for. it didn't I didn't feel like it was a good comment to make that would be conducive to creating a team environment you know you know, getting these younger yeah. players more interested in the game. Yeah. Cause you know, when, when golden state, let's say, just cause I like how they run their organization at golden state. When people, when players have struggles, they stand by them, you know, they, they work those issues in the back and they don't bring it out to the public where it kind of becomes, where it becomes dramatic. And I don't know the context of this, if he meant for it to kind of get out, but it was just, it was just something I was not glad to see because, you know, you want to motivate these younger players. LeBron is, you know, getting up there in age. And you know what? This, you know, this is going to be a reality. You know, his body is going to start slowing down on him. Like this injury could be, you know, the future essentially with LeBron James, you know. He's going to maybe be more susceptible to this stuff. And you got to work on that young core. And you want to make an atmosphere that seems inviting to players, right? That's the whole idea. And, you know, seeing this, seeing this, maybe, like, you know, people like Kawhi even saying, like, maybe I don't want to go to the Lakers. I don't want to go here. I'd rather go here because it looks more fun and looks more, you know, conducive to what I want to be as a player. And then, and that's just my thoughts. Um, in terms of making a trade right now, it's all about cost. It's all about cost, mm-hmm, man. Definitely. It's all about – because you know what? I'll tell you this. I will tell you this right now. The Celtics are losing right now. The Celtics – they want to go win. They want to go big. They know this is their time to take the East, and they're not first place in the East. The Raptors, the Raptors are, and the Bucks are. You know, switching in between first and second. Who do you know who has three? You know, 
three picks next year in the NBA draft, two of them potentially lottery picks, the Boston Celtics, right? Yep. Celtics. If they wanted if they wanted to go for Anthony Davis, I could see it happening because you know why? Anthony Davis is here's the thing, if you're looking from the Pelicans perspective, they're in the west, Boston's in the east. You send the talent there, you won't play him as much, he won't be an issue going through the conferences basically. Mm-hmm. Sending him to the Lakers, you're you're creating competition within your own conference basically, right? Yeah. Um yeah, so it's it's like taking that. Here's the thing. I I think the best analogy is take the fruit when it's ripe, and if Bradley Beal's available and the price is fair and the price is right, maybe you go for it. Maybe you just give it a shot. Get Bradley Beal because Bradley Beal is an excellent player, an excellent excellent player. Only 25. Um, he'll be 26 this year. Who who just he, who does great work in my opinion. He is an excellent player, and he's really shown himself to be a superstar caliber player with John Wall out. Uh, I- interesting thing this is really interesting fact. Ever since John Wall's been out, the Wizards have actually had a winning record in their past seven eight games, mm-hmm. which is very interesting to me. Oh, yeah. They beat teams like the Celtics. They beat teams like the Bucks. Make that as you will. Well, like. Celtics have a very interesting position because, like like you said, they do have three draft picks this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, this year. So, you know what, what? What I find interesting is that, I mean, take advantage of it, and not just take advantage of it. Um, trade out for. I know, I know they won't get like Williamson or Barrett, but yeah, I'd say trade two or maybe one of the three. Uh-huh. And, and grab a couple of core players and then maybe take those draft picks, make good, smart drafts, yeah. right? Whether it be in the high end or uh, low low stretch of the of the first round, mm-hmm. you find so many gems in the in these things because you, you the top five aren't always the top five. There's never maybe this year might be different. Um. LeBron's year was insane, right? Four uh-huh. out of the five were like all stars, so um, that's a big deal. This year, like the way the talent's been um, distributed right now, not just in 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 college basketball, but also in in basketball all over the world. Uh-huh. Like, look at Doncic, man. For, yeah, just man. just just he's not a top five pick. He wasn't this year, but he's the number one rookie this year. Come on. Like that—that's a steal for the Mavericks, and all I'm saying is that the Celtics could take advantage of this and say they could take the risk and say, okay, maybe we can we can risk it on this guy, get this pick, and they're not too far out of the top twenty, the top fifteen, I think. So they're they're okay. So um, yeah, yeah. It'll be very interesting. Um, You also like let's quickly go over this point. So you also bring in that maybe trade for someone like Trevor Ariza since yeah. Trevor Ariza was brought into the Wizards to make them compete better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unfortunately, immediately after John Wall um, has season-ending <laughs> surgery, right? Yeah. So Trevor Ariza being there doesn't make as much of sense. So do you feel it'd be better to go for that big, big splash like Bradley Beal or kind of get that small you know, you know, useful little cog that Trevor Reza can be in terms of his experience and um, his defensive capability. You know, I'm just thinking about this like right now while we're recording. 
Why not make a three-way a three-way trade? Okay, three-way what's this three-way trade? The Lakers, the Raptors, and the Wizards. Hear me out. Hear me okay, out. Okay, see. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. I think it's gonna benefit. I don't know. I feel like there won't be the there won't be a losing end. Um. So there are a couple of players right now in the Raptors that I personally feel aren't contributing as much as they should. And no one Powell. CJ Miles, Norman Powell, yeah. <laughs> I like CJ Miles. I like, I like CJ Miles too. He'll definitely if we if we decide to keep him, he'll definitely be um, a threat when it comes to the postseason. Um, yes. Norman Powell, I feel the same way, but he just recently had an insane game. I think twenty five points, fifteen rebounds. He had a double double a few yeah, games fair ago. Enough. So fair he's he's there. It's just I don't know if he's still rehabbing from his injury. I don't know if it's if it's uh just a matter of there's so much talent in the first and second uh chart of of our of our um bench that he's just a third uh a third tier player now. Mm-hmm. I don't I personally don't think so. Um but we can trade potentially trade Miles and and Powell for Beal, right? Yeah. Then you can trade those three, CJ, Miles, Trevor Ariza, and Norman Powell to the Lakers. And the Wizards could get um, who would we who would the Lakers trade for those three? That's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Who would the Lakers get for those three? Now if if those three were Traded. I think the the best right now for for when it comes to value over numbers would be, um, and I'm gonna sound really insane here. Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. Mm-hmm. I only I only personally think that's because Lance Stevenson would be an interesting fit for the Wizards next sem- next semester next year next semester. <laughs> if what. If, if, if Wall, when Wall comes back from his um, season-ending injury, that duo, and then you you get you get back um, Howard, man, that's gonna be a pain in the ass, bro. Oh my gosh! You know you really blew that trade. You know, blue. Uh, if Slane Stevenson come, there could be a big blow up between those two. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, there could. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, that, no, that's that's interesting, and and it, it, it's interesting to to say stuff like that. So in, in this kind of scenario, it seems like you're you're feeling that the Wizards still want to compete. Um, is that what you're trying to? What you're trying to? I'm saying that the Wizards have. You saw that game, and we'll talk about it later. But you saw that yeah. game. The Wizards yeah. have something. They don't have. They do. They don't have everything, but they have something, and that's yeah. enough. Now, would I say that's enough for them to make a run and make eight seed? Probably not. No. Um, they clearly are just they're they're just not playing that well. So, the Lakers take advantage of that. There's a couple of players out there that are apparently being held back from uh, a buyout. Um, cough, cough. Robin Lopez wanted to get bought out so that he can play for the Warriors. Uh, <laughs> Chicago Bulls, what the hell are you doing? Why are you giving up Robin Lopez? Come on, um, <laughs> that's a that's a core player that I would love to keep. Um, yeah, the the Bulls just need a couple more pieces, and they'll be championship <laughs> team in no time. Anyway, they will be. Um, they will be. 
otherwise like the Lakers have a lot for a lot a lot going for them right they have the pieces they just need to put them in the right place I feel like there's a queen in there that's playing like a king and then there's a rook in there that's a rook by means of like a chess piece a rook yeah. in there that's playing like a bishop okay it's just strange to me because they have the right pieces just some of them aren't playing right they need to know their place okay okay well, um, the, if you didn't know, the C in CJ stands for um, chess master. So that's what we got right here. CJ, this is just an interesting fact, but CJ uh, is actually very good at chess. Um, he 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 quote unquote whooped me um, at chess um, when you played. You know, I have improved my chess lightly. I feel um, okay. we should we should have a match. I okay. say, I'm down. I'm down. You let me know. You let me know anytime. Your court, my court, we'll do this. Let's do it. You know, we'll play. We'll play. uh, We'll play basketball chess. You know, five minutes of chess and five minutes of basketball. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so down, bro. You let me know. (laughs) All right, all right. Um, So since we're talking about this whole Bradley Beal situation, let's kind of transition this to our like next major topic. You know, in the very smooth transition, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So the Raps and Wizards just probably had one of the one of the one of the best games. Hold Um, on, yeah, double OT, double OT. Let's not forget that one one other double OT that we saw a couple weeks back. Sorry, between the Spurs and OKC, that that was even oh more yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that's what I'm saying. That game was insane too, because like that, yeah. uh, that was double OT or was that triple OT? No, it was double OT. Double 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 OT. Was it double? Okay, okay, yeah, double something. OT, yeah. But like the scoreline was crazy. Lamarcus Aldridge had like a 56 point game. What? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know Lamarcus Aldridge still had that in him. Good for that yeah. man. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was surprised uh, no, th- too. Yeah, that that was that was a that was a crazy good game. Um, that uh, the who who won that eventually? Was it the Spurs? Yes, the Spurs won that eventually, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Spurs okay. won that game. Yeah. Uh, Russell Westbrook tossed out twenty four assists. Um, it's crazy. This is like a little interesting little tidbit. I was looking at the team that passed the most in the NBA. Um, can you tell you something interesting? Um, near the bottom of that is OKC, which is kind of funny considering that they have Russell Westbrook who leads the league in assists. Oh, right. That's true. Yeah, it, it, it just shows kind of like that whole idea where he's setting those passes and they're taking those quick shots or they're going for those right there and then. They're not passing amongst as a team sort of. And it's still working out for them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's go back to this whole um, – yeah, let's go back to this double OT uh, crazy game, which um, you know, I saw and I was kind of like surprised, uh, kind, of, kind of concerned because – the Raptors were like leading by at least I feel like twenty um, going into halftime. Twenty two um, going into halftime. At sorry, twenty two, twenty two or twenty going into twenty two. And at that point, I feel like most teams could say, "Okay, this is it. We got this locked down. Let's finish this off." But it feels like such a Raptors thing that like they just they somehow let teams get back basically in that fourth quarter where their Wizards dropped forty points. Forty. 40. 40, yep yep <laughs> do you 
I feel like I, I see this like happening all the time to the raps. I do not know if it's just my own like little psychological frustration on this. Um, but what do you think that says about the this Raptors team that what it feels that, you know, these teams are always coming back. They're not as solid in the fourth quarter. As I understand, um, a longtime announcer for the Raptors said, no matter how big the lead it is with the Raptors, it can always change in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, so let me hear your thoughts on that. What What is up with that? Judging from what I saw during that game, either the, the Raptors just decided, well, we're up. It's the mentality thing, man. It, it's just... Yeah. The, they're, they're thinking oh third quarter or sorry fourth quarter we're up by 20 let's just let's just you know player 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 time and bitter time it's 12 minutes and I, I wrote it down on the notes does it show big holes in, in, in the Raptors defense or does it show strengths of the Wizards current li- of the Wizards current lineup and I say it's a bit of both yeah, yeah. the Raptors are giving up so much in, in that turnover, uh, there's so many turnovers in that game that the Raptors gave up and so many points uh, after a to- turnover. And the Wizards are taking advantage of the Raptors just not playing really uh, not playing good defense. And um, who's to say that they shouldn't, right? Um, uh-huh. One of the bigger key points of, of the Wizards in that game was that they were shooting threes from every spot. And with Beal being that now... Um, star player the team, I can't help but imagine, or I can't help but but think that like Beal is just needs to see this ho- these holes in the Raptors as mm-hmm. um positions to take advantage of, and not just that, right? The Wizards do have the Raptors number. Yeah, let's, let's well, be honest always... here, right? Yeah. It's, it's a rival. It's a rivalry game. You know, it's something that you you look forward to and. Beal was just there to say, okay, yes, this is the team that I've personally demolished already. <laughs> so um, to, to see that, I'd say that there's a little bit of uh, just a little bit of stuff that the Raptors need to work on defensively. Um, otherwise, the Raptors are just offensively great. They're offensively great, defensively not so much, which is something that I think they need to work on. Mm-hmm. One of the big things, too, about the Raptors, specifically about Nick Nurse, he was their offensive coordinator with Dwayne Casey. So uh-huh. he is the mastermind behind um, all of the plays that Dwayne Casey played during exactly. his tenure with the Raptors. So having offense is fine. But if you can't transition defense after a terrible turnover, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's something, yeah. it's something to work on. It it is. Um, And I want to talk specifically about this continuing issue that I I seem to perceive. And I wonder if you agree um, with this whole idea that Leonard and Lowry are not really gelling together, but you see a much more of a more of a cohesive gel between Leonard and Siakam, let's say, where they're both kind of putting up those big numbers in tandem. Whenever you have Lowry and Leonard, it's like one person is giving, uh, the other is kind of taking. Like, they're both not really gelling together. What's your thoughts? Uh, it's obvious. It's it's uh, it's obvious in the sense that it's statistically obvious. Um, with With Lowry and Leonard together in the same game, um, Lowry scores less or sorry Leonard scores um, sorry let me look it up 
I read it earlier. Leonard's percentage was like field goal percentage goes down, but um, his offensive efficiency goes up. So okay. that's a plus. But Lowry, when playing with Leonard, significantly goes down in points. But offensive efficiency goes up because of his assist count. So it kind of goes hand in hand. So it balances out. They're balancing out. They're fi- trying to find balance. They just need to find the the snap. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> no. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> the snap. No. No. Thanos <laughs> balance. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Oh. I'm sorry. I can't believe I missed. I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> that. Wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. You're good. I... You're good. <laughs> now I'm trying to make a reference myself to save me from that. I I don't know. Um. <laughs> no, you're okay. But yeah, no, they they need to find a balance in it. Um, should we decide? Should we consider, um, doing a different kind of lineup? I don't see why not. I mean, Leonard can definitely get uh come off the bench for sure. And if, if Leonard, like, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, yes, I genuinely, I genuinely think, think that he. Sorry? Do you think they'll make Kawhi Leonard happy to stay in Toronto, knowing he'll be a bench player? No, I wouldn't say all the time. See, the, the thing about it is that the the Raptors have already played fifteen different lineups, starting lineups, right? Yeah. Um, what What is it? I don't understand. I, don't, I can somebody explain this to me? Like, I don't get the whole spiel about coming off the bench if you're a star player. Like, I don't. I I get you're a star player. I get it. You're one of the best in the in the league. Cool, good for you. But if we need, I if if LeBron needs to play sixth man for the sake of the team, if I were LeBron James, I'd say okay, yeah, for sure. No, it's. Uh, I'm sorry, man. It's just it's a it's a prestige thing because you may be benefiting the team, but you're going to be eventually sacrificing your own personal stats too. Um, and you know what? It's you don't see that ever happen, really. Um, I think the last person to do it was really Manu Ginobili, who yeah. really kind of embraced that. But that's Manu Ginobili. And we're talking about Kawhi Leonard right here. Manu Ginobili yes. was like almost the perfect sixth man. But these are super ultra stars we're talking about. And yeah. I, I don't I don't see that. Uh, in my opinion, I, w- I can see, I feel like the compromise will happen. That yeah. eventually that will start gelling together these raptors just need to get healthy jv needs to come back i feel jv was such a big part um of that raptors team um just having him there and he and he was very mature taking on his new role Mm -hmm. where he wasn't you know where he wasn't getting the most minutes or he was like not he wasn't obviously the offensive um offensive like option the top one but uh, mm-hmm. he did his job he did his defensive job he did his work in the center um right and um i think they really do need his presence back so in terms of that we'll see how the raptors are going to do i'm going to do a quick look just at their future schedule just to see what they're going to come up with um going through um they're going to have that matchup with san antonio very soon very soon um let's see so this week it's going to be the celtics wednesday um suns grizzlies kings pacers rockets man this line this just won't let up mavericks bucks clippers 76ers hawks Knicks, nets and the spurs is on february 22nd right after the all-star break of course 
Um, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. Let's see how these Raptors do. I have I have full confidence in them. I think that they're going to do great. Uh, it was great to see them beat Milwaukee recently too because yeah. that's an important game to win, basically. Oh, yeah, that was uh, a big game. Yeah, definitely. That, that was definitely a big game to do. Did we have a chance to discuss that? We, yes, we talked about Spurs and Raptors last yeah, episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We did. We did. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so in terms of that, we'll see how they continue to gel on. Um Let's um let's go to our little nerd section because we still have a lot more to talk about, but I think it'll come up in three point play more. Yeah, and I think there's going to be a lot of conversation coming out of our little three point play. So let's talk about this uh, nerd stuff. So you went to CES 2019. No, I didn't. <laughs> Hold on. Um, oh, you did. Okay, okay. Well, wait, you didn't. No, that's in Las Vegas. Oh. I I was just okay, following so- it. <laughs> So okay, number one, I am super jealous that you went. Number two, I'm an idiot. Number three, what is CES 2019? <laughs> Consumers Electronic uh, Show. Yes. Consumers Electronics Show. So yes. there was, I was, it was a, a week full of announcements. So the thing about the CES, so CES 2019 isn't like E3. So E3's definitely gaming announcements. It's like more. Big- yeah, yeah, it's more more on gaming, but it's usually yeah. like these are the games coming up in the next two years. These are the games that, are, that we're <laughs> producing this year. This is a yeah. game that we're announcing and it's coming out next week. All that stuff. So it's something. It's <laughs> why that's what E three is about. It's so true. It's so true. Like I remember from E uh, three last year. I think it was E three or maybe some other event. Um, they showed like like this quick. They showed like a like a little static shot, like a little moving shot. Sorry, yeah. of like. The Elder Scrolls Six and people have been going insane about it, yeah. and they even said like, "Yeah, it's probably not going to come on PS4 like this generation. It's probably be next. It'll probably come out in like six years. Probably uh, we have no information about it. Yeah, yeah, sorry, and that's it. And I'm like, okay, and people yeah. like freaked out. Like, why would you tease it? There's no point to tease that game right now. No, but they no just point. did it. They just did it because they had nothing to show that year, and they're like, "Okay, we got we gotta give them something, or else." Exactly. So no, but yeah, that's that's what E three is about. It's all about announcements, yeah. about terrible teasers like that Elder Scrolls Six teaser. <laughs> um, um, but CES is more on it's twenty or I'd say thirty percent announcements, seventy uh-huh. percent trends. So okay, yeah. So last year they trended. The so San, I think it was LG. LG uh, was announced. Uh, one of the big trends that are upcoming in the next five years are rollable screens. So Sorry? Scre- rollable screens. Oh, uh, rollable okay. TVs. So the TVs that would um like they're kind of like a projector screen that you can <laughs> you can um move up. Like I'll, if you I'll send you the link, but it's it's okay. very much, it's it's super high tech. It's super oh. high tech. It's. It's like, it's imagine like a huge bar, uh-huh. like a, a sound bar, right? And you press a button and the screen comes out of that bar. Really? Yeah. So rollable screen. Let me see if I can find like a quick picture of it. Let's just see how it is. Um, oh my, oh my God. Rollable TV. Yes, Samsung and, and LG announced it. They announced it last year, thinking they're going to pr- make it. And then now they made it into a consumer product. What? Yeah. So not just that, 
alongside the whole foldable screen stuff, the foldable smartphone is in. Um, they have a prototype on the CES um, show, on the CES floor, of this phablet, I'd like to call it. It's not really like a foldable phone. It's a phablet. Yeah. Where yeah. If it, uh, on a reg- it looks like a regular 5.5 or 5.7-inch phone, but then you <laughs> fold it out, it becomes a 10-inch tablet so Mm -hmm. it's it's still in the works there's so much that you need to do when it comes to the operating system and apps for that to actually properly work Uh because you're 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 essentially changing your screen ratio from like (laughs) from um uh what's it called from portrait to landscape essentially (laughs) so they need to learn they need to create an they need to make the apps um, adapt to that um, fluidly without without a screen. Another thing too is that it's a foldable screen, so there's that corner where you fold it, and there's an, uh, a limited amount of folds, so it becomes a very manual phone. Um, mm. So it's it's still a trend. I don't think it's gonna hit anytime soon. Um, oh no, 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 definitely not. Uh, the one thing that really just made me so freaking in love with it <laughs> okay you were you were ready for something was this i was getting ready for like this to go like pg-13 man yeah i, I know i know i i kept it pg-12 you know so we're good i'm sorry <laughs> owen i'm sorry owen if that offended you but continue on um uh, so it was um a computer on a desk built in de- it's a computer desk basically now computer desks have never been um new not new not a new endeavor people have built computers onto their desk into their desk they built they have these computer tables that would have uh a proper casing in them that would allow you to build your computer into it now this one's interesting because not only is it a built-in computer it's a rising desk so it's a standing desk. You can do it, make it standing. You can do it sitting down. Mm-hmm. It comes with three monitors, 1080p, unfortunately, not 4K just yet. Three <laughs> monitors side by side, but they are touchscreen, which makes okay. sense. So they're they're 1080p for a reason because they're touchscreen. There's no 4K touchscreen screens yet, I think. Yeah. Um, and what's cool about it is that this the the desk itself is made out of glass so they also installed key wireless charging on it so you drop your phone anywhere in the desk and it charges it i think as long as 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 long as it supports wireless charging for of course um and it has gesture control so literally when i saw this i was like i feel like iron man now because i i can literally i can it has a built-in camera in the middle monitor and it has gesture control so you can literally move a window to the other screen by a gesture. No, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. What? So it's, it's okay. Not- so it's like it's it, it's like that whole idea that Minority Report, like that whole yes. th- that whole like th- this is like oh my gosh. Yeah, we're getting there. I I wouldn't say we're gonna be there anytime soon. Maybe in the next no. five years, but yeah, because like I'm sure like if you're like super rich enough and like stuff like that, you I'm sure you got this already have this right. But yeah. to kind of hit that 
mainstream it will take some time and you know get out like some of the kinks but that's yeah. that's oh gosh that's really interesting yeah. you know it's always good to see stuff like this because it makes me think like yes we are progressing in the future we are mm-hmm. we are going to progress we're we're, we're going to survive we're, we're going to thrive us human races we're going to go to space and then i read something on the news about donald trump and i start crying a little and then um yeah, yeah. Trump is not great of a dude no, but let's let's keep moving on to that future. I I want to. I I, I do. I desire it. Yes, um, me too. Yes. Um. Anything else to say about CES? Uh, maybe I will read like a little report on that because that sounds really interesting. No, for sure. It's um. Really, nothing. It's way too for me now. But yeah, go on. No, nothing. Nothing else that that really blew my mind per se. Um, uh huh. There was apparently this impossible burger that's completely made out of vegetables. A, a, a what? A, a vegetable what? It's called it's called the impossible burger. It's a veggie oh, burger. Oh, I've heard of this. I've I've heard of this. Yeah. They did a 2.0 of it this year. So, um they actually have something called the Beyond Burger um itself and apparently it's like the impossible burger light and I've had this Beyond Burger, right? Mm-hmm. And essentially it's what they call like a very near replica of meat. I'm going to try getting some of my meat eater friends to try just so they can give me their perspective on it. But I had it. I've never had a veggie burger quite like it because the texture was very different. Very, I guess, meat-like. Um, it's very interesting. They make the whole thing out of pea protein. Mm. Um, peas. Peas protein. Oh, okay, okay, so like, like... Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting thing. They use beets to dye it red. And um, an occasion, um, the beets actually cause a drippage, so it looks like it's dripping red. The burger, um, oh. and yes, yes. And if you look at the actual burger, it looks very meat-like. It mm-hmm. does. I've tried it. It it felt kind of strange eating it. It was it was a unique experience. Um, I don't know if I'm a big fan of it, but uh, it it was something. And this Impossible Burger. I actually read a review on it where this gentleman who was trying the burger, right? Um, he he said he gave up meat 10 years ago and he was eating this burger and he knew that it was like no meat in it, but he felt disgusted because it reminded him so much of meat that he felt mm-hmm. like he was going back to it. That's that's how accurate, uh, accurate yeah. this thing is. Yeah, 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 for sure. Wait, you said it was made out of beets. So like Apple's making a lot of money out of this. <laughs> wow what a good joke <laughs> I, I actually have no reaction to it. that was very clever that yeah. was very clever no honest as i come off sarcastic that was actually very impressive i'm yeah. very i'm very um, <laughs> thank you no 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 I, but I, I i did i, I did the... i did see it like it it looks if if you were, can I just make a suggestion? If you were to get your meat eater friends to test this out, don't tell them. Just give them a burger. Yes. Like, Here, I ordered I, it for you. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. I will do my best to make it happen that way. Yeah. I've got another pun for you, okay? And you're gonna so, like this. Do it. Okay. What do you call a pirate that's tick? That's tick. Tick. What? Don't be mean. He's scurvy. Oh, boy. That's awful. Oh, oh boy, boy, a triple. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. um, wait. All, all the squats are working for him. Huh? Yes, exactly. Oh, we lost Owen Wilson. I'm so sorry. Oh, gosh. Goodbye. He's offended by pirate-related jokes. 
Arg. <laughs> That's what he said right now. Yeah. And people, you don't know, but Owen Wilson's actually a pirate. You didn't yep. know this. Yep, yes. he is. He is. He downloads he is. illegally. Okay. Um, okay, this is this is a section I want to talk about next. Uh, gamer boys, we, we we picked up some gaming um, yeah. over the winter break. Oh, yeah. um, okay, I'm going to talk about one game. I've played a bit, but this one game has captivated me completely. Um, if you recall, I was talking to you about this game called Faster Than Light. Yes. Yeah. So FTL is a short form, and it is it is it is a great game. I have poured hours into this game. It cost me two fifty. It's basically like an indie king game. Like it's not even indie anymore because it's like so big and so many people know about it. Um, it came out like four ish years ago, but like it's essentially an eight bit graphic game, and I can't feel like I could do justice describing it. But the way it works is you're like this federation ship, and um, these evil rebels are chasing you across the galaxy um and there's like various sectors and in each sector you have to do these like uh jumps to different locations and at these jumps you have random encounters against enemies maybe you find a friend and you get some free stuff but the whole idea is um if you ever watched like you know a show like where you're like a captain right where you're a captain of this crew like a star trek thing you're the captain of this spaceship so you control the power, you control your weapon system, your engineering, your your um, health station, things like that too. And the whole idea is you're the captain and you're supposed to survive and help this crew of, you know, this randomly, ge- so this is a roguelike game, so it's all randomly generated. Mm-hmm. So each time you play, it's a completely different experience. Um, and your, your job is just to get this crew build up as much as you can so you can fight the final rebel flagship at the end which is extremely difficult to beat and the kicker with this game is um and what kind of gives it longevity is first off it's roguelike so it's randomly generated so every different play you get different encounters different stuff happening different maps completely um and it's completely 8-bit um but what gives it like that hard edge to it is um if you if your ship blows up there's like a total of eight sectors. Okay. And if your ship blows up anywhere at that point, you have to restart the whole game. Oh, wow. So yeah. So like basically. A... Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it complete. So even if you're on the final boss fight against the rebel flagship, which was terrifying when I first played it, absolutely terrifying. Um, if you lose against that, you got to restart the whole game. And I will not lie to you. I played the game twice no three times before i finally beat that ship and um this was on easy granted and easy is like you know slightly easier you get like a bit more rewards things like that too um but it it felt it felt great i i felt like such a sense of accomplishment and and to give you an idea uh the time it takes to finish this game is about two to three hours so you're not like sinking like 30 hours into a game just to die um but you, you, I felt like such a sense of accomplishment, and like I enjoyed it so much. Like I, I actually like rain. I just like this was like at three a.m. too, and I just like went like, woo! Like I, I went like a masculine, not like that, but I went like I, I was like screaming. I was like, yes! I was like, damn it, yeah. Um, but it was such an exciting moment, and uh, the best part of the game, it takes two to three hours to complete. You unlock totally new ships that kind of have different elements, different strengths, different weaknesses. Um, and that's the whole idea. And like you play through it, it's two to three hours. I play a normal difficulty now. Um, now I'm going to switch over to hard. Um, 
but it's such a fun addictive game and you know it's totally worth it picking up because any old potato laptop computer can handle it since it's all mm-hmm. 8-bit it's 250 on steam it's probably a bit more now but it is definitely worth it this this game is like one of my favorite games um and you know what it's it's simple there's not like really heavy-handed story to it but the beauty of it is for a while it it allowed me to create my own kind of story as i was going on right so with different ships you get different ideas so kind of like you want to role play your favorite um star wars movie your favorite star trek episode or something like that you can make a crew with that idea or like this crew saying like oh we're going to be doing all these noble actions or we're going to be doing underhanded stuff throughout this run i mean you kind of role play that way um for example there's this one ship where you can kind of teleport onto other people's ships and then that entire run you feel like you're a pirate you're a space pirate that you're going on your ship you're getting you're slaying all the inhabitants and you're just like leaving all these empty ships in the wake of your enemies basically so that's what i like about it because it's so simple and it works so great and it's just it's such a great game and it is it, it, it was worth that 250 it's okay. it's it, uh, honestly if you have the time after you finish your kind of little gaming spree so worth it um i recommend you kind of look at like a gameplay thing like you can google it easily like ftl gameplay just to get an idea of what the game is sort of um and it's it's such a good game i'm looking into it right now um it kind of when you described it, it kind of reminded me of um fallout shelter i've never played fallout shelter but i've seen gameplay of it it sounds very interesting like you it's a very it's very much like you 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 manage a ship yeah like uh, um you manage something so yes you're managing something but it's not like very static like fallout shelter and it's just like you're not managing it for the sakes of just managing it mm-hmm. you're, you're you're managing the ship to get it better to make decisions to get your ship better to get more rewards um to take risks calculated risk in order to get better weapons that may be able to help you survive basically because there's no worse feeling going to the end knowing that you didn't take the right risks and that you don't have the equipment needed to beat that final boss and that's just the worst feeling going in but yeah um just a great game highly recommend highly 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 recommend. okay i'll take a look into it i got a couple of stuff i'll definitely add it into my um backlog of games that i need to play so yeah, yeah thank you for the recommendation i appreciate that <laughs> Uh, okay. For me, it's just been The Witcher Three, man. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. Like I've, I've never been so immersed in a game in a long time. And really, I played. I played. So it was. I was not. I wouldn't say I'm offended, but it kind of. I was surprised that you felt that you thought that I wasn't a gamer boy. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't know. But okay, go on, go on. No, I, I'm glad. Go you're, good, you're good, you're good, you're good. Don't worry about it. I, I wasn't offended. It's just like, oh, I don't come up as a gamer boy. Okay. <laughs> I want to prove you wrong. I'll prove you wrong. No. Um, so, a, a quick backstory as to how my gaming career, yes, career started. My very first video game was Pac-Man. And I, I, I say that with, with a lot of heart because... I remember when I was a kid, maybe five, six years old, my dad brought me to the arcade and he's like, oh, you should play this game. And 
I played Pac-Man and I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm controlling this yellow thing that's eating all this stuff. And at first I was like, should I eat these ghosts or like these things that are following me? And like, but they're following me. I should probably run away. And when I ate those cherries and whatnot, or those bigger, um, I guess, packets or Mm -hmm. biscuits or whatever, they would, I don't know what to call them. Like they would turn blue. I'm like, oh no, now they're running away from me. I should probably chase them back. So it was a very, very much like me learning. Also, this is what a game is like. You you don't have to understand the mechanics. Sometimes you just got to learn how to play it. And that's just life. Sometimes Mm. sometimes you got to play to learn. Thanks for listening. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was um, interesting. Now, moving into Canada, I never had any other console except for the PlayStation 1 that I played with my cousin uh-huh. back in the Philippines. So our first, we got a PS2. Our first game on the PS2 was NHL. Mm-hmm. Don't, oh, don't judge me. Very Canadian. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It was like, it was on sale. It was like I think it was like NHL two, NHL eight or something. Yeah. Uh, two thousand eight or two thousand nine, and and then I got a PSP later on with Madden. So we were very much a very sports oriented family. And then we got two K ten, I think, on the PS two. Uh huh. And then we got a PS three later on. And one of the first games that I played on the PS three was Assassin's Creed two. Now. Oh yeah. The thing about Assassin's Creed is that it's it's been a downhill since Brotherhood. As as a guy that completely agrees, who was who was a big fan of Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Two was essentially the pinnacle of the series. I felt in terms of gameplay and quality, it was such a yeah. big jump from one. Okay. But then you had Brotherhood, and like this is the same game, just like different. Okay, and then like after that, three was like. Eh. Uh, Black Flag was very fun. If you did not play Black Flag, you are missing out. Black Flag's fun because you're basically a pirate. Yeah. Um, and yeah. But yeah. Um, well, hey, don't offend. That, don't 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 offend Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Owen. Oh, I'm sorry, Owen. No, but I have played Black Flags. Um, I'm a big fan. I I enjoy the mechanics more than the story itself. Oh, I agree. Uh, I agree. Uh, for for no, just for Black Flags. Now, the thing about Assassin's Creed Two is that I didn't know anything about the story. And that's me going in blind into the game. Uh-huh. Um, and that, that experience paid off more than it should have. Because I was literally, okay, they're teaching me how to play this game. They're telling me about this story about this guy named Ezio. And this story about the Assassin's Guild and everything. And you're understanding this entire and this entire story of fighting for freedom. Yeah. And I was, at the same time, going through this quote unquote open world I wouldn't call I wouldn't call it open world per se because they, it was fairly linear uh-huh. when it comes to the story but the more they opened up the world the more you were given freedom to okay maybe I should divert from this current mission that I'm on to play uh-huh. this smaller sub quest or this smaller um, side quest that I could play yes and it could it did it didn't affect the main story which right now in hindsight I wish it did mm-hmm. but like they were just side quests to pick up like a, an item or a map to help you throughout the game but it wasn't something that would thoroughly like extremely affect the game and uh-huh. just exploring that entire thing was just amazing now i wouldn't say i put in hundreds of hours into it because no. it was just me trying to finish the entire story understanding the game yeah but the freedom of 
wow, I'm learning about this character. I'm learning about this guild was there. And that's where I really fell in love into the RPG or the open world esque Open world We picked up a couple of games after that. Like, I think the biggest game that I would say would be GTA 4 and 5 on the PS3. All the Call of Duties. I was competitive competitive COD player. Yeah. (laughs) You know, ladies, I am single, just to let you know. <laughs> no, but for in real, twelve was, weeks he will have a six pack. Yes, <laughs> in twelve weeks. Will have, no, but I was actually a competitive um, Call of Duty Black Ops player, and by competitive I mean I was invited to MOG. Um, <laughs> I was. I, are you are you serious? I'm you were that good at COD? I, I was that. I was. I want to say I was that good at COD. We were like top. I think top fifteen. Fifty five zero. I think we're like top. I think we were like forty four or forty three in in Canada. What? Yeah. Wait, what was me, your me KD? What was your What was your KD? My KD was three point four. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah. So and you were pretty amazing. That that's running you? on a crappy ass monitor, mind you. <laughs> like on the CR, not, uh, it, not a CRT, like a typical Jeez. regular. Size so it was on a PS three. Um, I played with a couple of my high school friends, and one of the guys who had like a four point two KD. He was from, he was a college student. Um, so yeah, um, we were invited. Now here's the sad part: I didn't get to go because I wasn't a citizen of Canada yet, so I didn't have a passport to go to the U.S. to compete. So my wow. team, my team did go, um, but I wasn't able to go. We didn't win clearly because we were playing against like top world's best type of it was it was a tournament um for lower tier players but we were playing pretty well ranked teams now our our rank went up on game battles from like 43 to 41 i think or 40 Uh you know something to be proud of um so that's my gaming background for the ps3 now ps wow now xbox comes around i got my xbox one and i pick up witcher and that's where i've been i've just literally i would wake up go to school do my homework at school. I'm motivated now to do my homework and get my stuff done just so I can have more time to play. Okay. That's right. how I am so deep into this game. And the fact that I've been going back to previous maps of the game just to finish to quote unquote, like complete that map. Mm-hmm. And to think I thought, I, I, I thought to myself, wow, I'm, I'm clean. I'm completed this map. There's no more question mark. There's no more like mission indicators. But I walked into this town that I've never discovered before, opened up its map, and because like some in the in the entire map, some some parts of the map don't show up unless you walk into it. Yeah, there's an actual small village there, or maybe like there's a town there that's been um, inha- uh, inhabited because there were monsters in there. So the only way for for you to bring back the people there is to kill all the monsters. Yeah. So like. I go into this town and there's like a bunch of monsters, kill them all. And next thing you know, there's a bunch of new people in that town and there's a bunch of other missions. So I'm like, oh, so here's me thinking, oh, I've completed all the missions. Walk in. Oh, there's like three more missions that I can complete and I can get more experience and everything. So, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. in there. I, 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 I went on Reddit to ask the people of the Witcher 3 series. I told him I'm a new player, blah 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 blah. Never played Witcher one and th- one and two, but I understand the story. I know what's happening when it comes to story. How do you suggest me playing? And they said play blind. Don't even like maybe look up where to find this specific herb. 
But like that's as loose that's as loose of a canon as you should go. Play blind, learn the game, and understand that like it's okay if you're like 300, 400 hours in because some people on the, on the comments said because I'm still playing it and I'm still not done. I'm like, oh crap, okay. Oh my gosh, it's it's a big world and Project CD Project Red really made. Um, I'm a gem here, so I'm looking forward to playing more hours into it. I hope I don't get too deep into it that I, I have to sacrifice a couple of things. But you know, yeah, that's that's been my weekends, just catching up on Witcher. Wow. Yeah. So that that sounds, well, okay, that's kind of like I understand completely that game. Like from hearing from you, it just makes me want to play it much more. Mm. Um, just because it sounds crazy amazing. In fact, um, when I was on my Steam sale binge, I picked up like the first two Witcher games. Um, they were like two bucks each. So I'm like, you know what? Why not? Why not pick them up, um, play them? And if I like really like it, it'll just make me really, really want to play The Witcher 3 even more. So um, yeah, that that's my mentality to it. So, so just to give you a, a heads up, people aren't too fond of one. Two, okay. two is pretty interesting to them, and the thing is, is that the 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 thing that made Witcher three such a big deal is that they've entered the open world. So one and two oh. are very linear. Okay. Um, okay. Witcher three is very much here's the story, approach it the way you want to approach it. But there's some other stuff you can do here too, and all these little stuff that you're doing in the game actually affect the bigger story. Uh huh. So that's the one big key dif- difference when it comes to one and two. You're free. You're free to play. It, like you're free. It's pretty open, so so to speak. But it's fairly linear in the sense that you're very much following point A, B, C, D, and so on. So, don't don't put your your heart not necessarily heart, but don't bring your expectations coming out of one and two into three, because three is a completely different monster. I'll I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind because, yeah. like, I guess that's like the major difference with it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Okay. Keep that in mind. But uh, I'm glad you're enjoying the game because it's it's a great feeling to find a game that you you really get into and you really enjoy and just want to keep into it. Because um, oh, yeah. it's such yeah. a funny rule. It's such a fun experience. Um, yeah. I'm also, <laughs> this is nerd news, but it's such a funny story. Um, you hear about the egg on Instagram? Yes. <laughs> I oh, think it's like, like last time I checked, they had like 33 million likes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, sorry, Kylie Jenner. Sorry. I don't know, man. I I I don't I don't I don't I don't understand this world anymore. I don't get it. Like, I mean, I get it. We're beating we're beating Kylie Jenner, but like, come on, guys. Seriously. <laughs> oh, I've been I trying can... to take breaks from my phone, and it's been it's been no seriously. I literally there there are days where I leave my phone at home, and my parents are upset because like, why don't you bring your phone? Like, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. to bring. It. I don't I don't have a use for it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's I'm I'm disappointed, but at the same time, like, good. We beat Kylie Jenner. Beat Kylie Jenner. Yeah. I love. The Kardashian that won't ruin the NBA. I don't know. Maybe this will power away. Um, but yeah, I felt like it was such a wholesome way to start 2019 that, you know what? We're just going to make this egg the most likely. And you know, in my opinion, I call that postmodern art. That is that is art, in my opinion. Oh, that, is, that, that, is that, that, that is art. The fact that people get together to make this innocuous egg something so light. Um, but yeah, such a such a funny story. I, I laughed. I, I found that hilarious. But yeah. Uh, 
it's the power of people coming together to do something completely pointless. But uh, why not? Why not, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Uh, let's move on to a three-point play. Because this three-point play, we're going to be talking about some variety of um, some stuff I haven't seen that I'll be very interested in um, talking to you about. Um, okay. How about uh, you start? Um, and I'll take the second. Let's do it. The Celtics are visibly struggling, showing problems with their overall depth as well as poor communication between star players. With that, the Celtics should consider making big moves during the trade deadline. And one? Um, I'm going to call this a brick. Um, I know they're on the three-game losing streak. Yeah. They lost to the Nets. And I know Kyrie Irving actually was visibly frustrated with how yeah. they've been playing. Yep. Um, in terms of depth issues, I don't... I don't think there's a big depth issue because they do have quite a bit of depth on that bench. I think that's actually one of the issues with that team is because they they have too much depth. There's like so many players that should be getting those minutes, basically. Um, There's some... There's some miscommunication with Gordon Hayward for sure. I I wasn't too sure. This came as kind of a surprise to me because I felt the Celtics were finally like rolling. They had like a nice eight-game win streak, I remember. I'm like, oh, they're rolling. Now the Celtics are good to go. But now it's just... It's such a little strange situation. I think it's like a little funk. I think they'll get over it. It's just some weird mid-season drama. Um, I'll see how it goes. But uh, the Celtics team is still like a threat to me. In terms of making trades, um, I agree with you completely. Uh, if you have the chance to make a big move, there's no point of hoarding picks. You should just go for it. You should exactly. get whatever pieces you need, whatever you feel comfortable with. Because there, there's no real point to it. Um if, if, if the trade's available, if Anthony Davis is available, why not take Anthony Davis? Because that's just going to be a pretty stellar team, in my opinion. Uh, so I can't really give this much. I'm going to say it's a brick, in my opinion, but that's just me. Okay, yeah, how about you? No, it's definitely... I only thought of it... To me, it's kind of an end one. They should make some moves. Uh-huh. Now, should I say that they should make moves when it regards to their pieces? I don't, see, I don't, I don't think so. Uh-huh. Maybe who, who, who they give out. Like there's no that's the thing right it's a depth problem in a like it's a good problem to have but right now yes. they don't know how to handle it um the only reason why i thought of trade deadline this week was because um should should Kyrie pull a lebron and be like well i don't like these players should we move them like i don't know it might be something worth considering now um is it in their is it in, do they are they in the right mind to do so well they have two options. Either they can keep their picks or they could trade some picks, get a big trade, and then maybe mm-hmm. give out a role player. Like, I don't know who's on the Celtics right now. 2019. Their players are... Dude, give out Dan- Daniel, Daniel Thice. Or okay. Even Mark, or even Marcus Morris. Yes, Marcus Morris. Marcus right. Smart's such a big part of that team too. Right, or even like, or even like Scary Terry. Because the fact is, Scary Terry is going into free agency next year, uh, or at the end of the season. So why not trade him to? I don't know. I'm always gonna throw. I'm always gonna think back of the Wizards. Because imagine Bradley Beal with the Celtics. Oh my god. <sighs> Bro. Give, 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 oh man. Yeah, and then put put. Put back Marcus Morris Senior, not put back, because there is there already a Morris in in the Wizards. 
Yes, um, Markeith. Markeith Morris. I, Mar- Markeith. I think Markeith is. No, 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 no. I don't think Markeith Morris is on. He used to be on the Wizards. I believe Markeith Morris is not on the Wizards. The Suns. Let me check. Um, yes, I feel like he's on the Suns. Yeah. Markeith Morris is, and I'm in. No. Nope. Oh, yes. Wait, wait. No, he is. Yeah, he's, he's on the, the Suns. I'm an idiot. Wait, what? Oh. Is he on the Suns? No, no. He was on the Suns and he went to the Wizards. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. no, no. He, he's on the Wizards. Okay, I thought he was traded away. My, my yeah. bad, my bad. So get the twins in there. Get twi- uh, Scary Terry in there. You know, get that trade up. And maybe like two draft picks. That's. I mean, that's exactly what the Wizards were. That was exactly what the Wizards were looking for with, with the Raptors, right? They were looking yeah. for... Um, OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam and two draft picks for Bradley Beal and and to me I said uh no are you dumb uh okay you want me to give okay. nope. one of our uh, two of our best players right now two of our league's finest mm-hmm. for one role player uh no no nope. oh, thank you <laughs> Terry Rozier and Marcus Morris Sr. please Go to the Wizards. Go to the Wizards. Cut, cut Kyrie some bri- uh, a break. You know, man believes in flat Earth. Yeah. So give him I, I just had the, the yeah. Sorry, I, 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 sorry. I just had the funniest thought of like Marcus and Markeith Morris playing on the same, um, same team. Um, I don't know how identical they are. I think they are pretty identical. But I would just, yeah. I, I would just love that. Like maybe one twin would be in like foul trouble. So he basically just put on the jersey of the other ones because, like, he's like he's like running really hot. He's like, "Oh man, give me your jersey! I, I gotta keep going. I know I got five fouls, but I gotta go." And like, he just like goes off basically. It's like, wait, yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> twin magic, bro. <laughs> twin magic? Why not? Why not? Yeah. That'd be that'd be a funny duo. Yeah. Uh, but okay, fair enough. Um, should we move on to the next three point yep. play? Okay, okay. This one I haven't heard of before. So that's why I wanted to hear your opinion on it first. Um, so Blake Griffin was seen ending his practice and uh, Steve Ballmer um, approached him for a handshake. Griffin instead ran out of the arena and into the locker room. Ballmer, after what he and his front office did to Griffin, deserved and won. Now, um, give me give me a bit more of a context on this one. So basically... Balmer being the, I guess, the owner. Actually, yeah. I guess. He is the owner of the Clippers. Yeah. He promised Griffin, I think, a year ago or two years ago. Yeah, we're going to build a team around you. We lost Chris Paul. We lost a couple of key players. But we want to build the Clippers organization around you. <laughs> and then they traded him to the Pistons. Um, surprisingly enough, a big, a crazy trade. A good trade because the Clippers right now are doing fairly well like they're in the I think they're in the top 8 if I'm not mistaken yeah, yes they are yeah so the Clippers are like 5th uh, 4th um, so yeah I just want a little clarification so did Blake Griffin see Steve Ballmer approaching with his hand out and did he like literally just like look at it and just like turn around and run out of the no, arena it, it was like it was like it was like imagine like your mom or your or sorry imagine your dad did something wrong to you and he knew you, he did something wrong to you so you went outside to play with your basketball and he's about to approach you but then you run away type of thing it looked exactly like that so like Blake Griffin was shooting shooting shots here and there and Steve Ballmer was like slowly sneaking in and then just as about it was about as 
I think Blake Griffin was about done his warm up. Yeah. Steve Ballmer like extended his hand. He was about maybe five feet away from him, five six feet uh-huh. away from him. Okay. And Blake Griffin from the side of it, from his peripheral, saw him. So he shot his ball, and then he ran out out to the locker room. Back oh. Room. <laughs> and Ballmer was like, "Well, okay, cool." And then, you know. He went off after that game, or after that, after that, he just went off against the Clippers. They gave him a standing O, well deserved for sure. Yeah. Um, and one, yeah, oh yeah, a hundred percent, man. Yeah. After what Bomber did, you don't, you that that's, I mean, do do you see why some players kind of want to leave some teams or? There's no more loyalty on either end now at this point. No. You know, it's become it kind of sucks. We're going back into our first episode, but. You said it yourself, man. The NBA is a business, so businessman. It's all about that money. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's that's such a that's a funny story. That makes that makes me laugh. That makes me laugh quite a bit. Um. I'm going to say um. And one with a little tiny asterisk. Um. It's fine. You're human. You're allowed to be teed off, especially what Balmer did to Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um. A very emotional moment for him. Um. And you know what? Maybe that's the way he handled it, right? He's just like, yeah. you know what? I don't want to deal with this. I'm gonna walk away. Uh, my kind of tiny asterisk is saying like maybe it seemed a little immature maybe he could have just said to him you know i'm sorry but i just do not want to talk to you just said that straight up and just like end the conversation right there and done um but you know maybe he takes it differently but you know and one you know that's that's all i'm purely going to say because like it's such a i feel bad for what happened to him but mm-hmm. um you know what? Sure, I'm sorry, Balmer, but he just didn't want to shake your hand, and he didn't. So yeah, that's a and one in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Next one. Final one. Okay. Luka Doncic, second place in the West Front Court for the All Star. <laughs> this still throws me off so bad. He's second place right now in the West Front Court voting for the All Star Weekend. Yeah. With the way he's currently playing, he definitely deserves that Rookie All Star nod. And one. Um, you know what? This is gonna be and one for me. Yeah. Um, I believe the last person to do this was Blake Griffin. Yeah. Uh, funny enough. Yeah. So yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Blake Griffin had a great rookie year. Um, Luka Doncic. Um, pretty much clearly the favorite for rookie of the year, unless something drastic happens. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will say like, "Oh man, the front West court is so stacked." You know, you have Kevin Durant, you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis. Like, like, come on, like. You cannot put Luka Doncic in. He's doing great for a rookie, but he's not all-star quality. But you know what? When I'm looking at this all-star idea, there's a reason why they include fan voting in it because they want the fans to pick their all-star player. And if we're not happy with Luka Doncic going in, then we shouldn't be happy about Dwayne Wade probably being an all-star because Dwayne Wade's getting the all-star because it's his final season. Sure, in most Times the All Star and mostly goes to the best players, but not always. It sometimes refers to those players that are just those fan favorites. And Luka Doncic is that fan favorite. If you go on Instagram, you go on anything, they just keep talking about the guy. They keep showing his clips. They are in love with the kid. Oh, and yeah. you know what? It's such a win-win because the fans get what they want, and the NBA gets what it wants. Because people are going to be like, "We're going to watch Luka Doncic start the uh, All Star game, and we're going to see some Luka Doncic like um, 
highlights, things like that too. So it's a win-win for both ends. And you know what? I feel, why not? He's having a great, phenomenal rookie season. Why not reward the kid? He's getting those votes um, and he's showing his talent. Um, and yeah, we'll see. But I, you know what? I'm totally cool with him getting that all-star rookie nod. How about you? 100%. I mean, I don't see why why they wouldn't give him that nod. I mean, the uh-huh. man is tearing up the scene, bro. I mean, I'm 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 excited to watch him play and um definitely well deserved. Do I think there's another player in the midst of it? Like I I I'm trying to think of other like rookie players that could could potentially get the nod. Not even Trey Young can do it right now. Mm-hmm. Another thing about Luka Doncic is that he's not in a winning team per se. Are the Mavericks or the Mavericks plus five hundred? They are. They are basically near that eighth oh, no, spot. Not, they're, they're not. They're not. They're not. Are, are they ninth? They're thirteenth. They're thirteenth now. Oh my god! See yeah, that, that, that? That's, that's, that's how yeah, that's how volatile the West is right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's how volatile this. And look who's eighth right now. The Jazz. Oh my gosh. The Jazz are in the playoffs right now. If the if, if the NBA season ended right now, the Jazz are in the playoffs. So mm. you know, yeah. Like a hundred percent. Do I do I think Dodger deserves it? Yeah, it's an it's an end one for this one. I one thing I'd say is that does this spell a lot of expectations for him absolutely and by by that i mean like this does that mean he should be expected to is he expected to win rookie of the year oh yeah Um, Mm. but that goes to show not just um not just his talent but moving forward he's probably one of the more future-proof players that i've I've ever seen in the game you oh you feel yeah I agree. I agree with that completely. Yeah, like he's such a like you can definitely see him playing the, this game for the next ten years. Oh yeah, like, yeah. like we we thought like love Lonzo Ball, this top draft pick. Yeah, I don't see it. Like if he continues this path, I don't see him playing this game for another five. For yeah, no, I, so, yeah. yeah, no, I yeah, no, I agree because like you know what, Luca people like Luca too because he's so he's so charismatic too. Like he actually seems. Like he really loves the game. Like yeah. he plays like so carefree. He see, he seems like a cool guy, right? Um, and you know what? Another big thing, I think his teammates also like him too. Um, DeAndre Jordan, like like they goof around all the time on court. You know, it's good to see because DeAndre came from a very stressful place with the Clippers, apparently, right? Where he had disagreements and like they're like you know it's fun to see because like sometimes Luca would do something crazy and I love because like they'll zoom in on DeAndre and he would just go like wow or something yeah. like that. I'm like it's such a it, he's such a he could be a player that could be like a big you know a big presence in the NBA like the future as you were saying mm-hmm. and um, I'm happy with it. Reward the guy. He's doing great. He's he's doing. Definitely. Great, Definitely. yeah. Just like, let's hope Ben Simmons doesn't take away the Rookie of the Year award from, him, and then that's about it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's about it. Um, oh, um, Player of the Week. I think that's it for three point play. Let's do Player of the Week quickly. Is that cool with you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I will start. I will start because uh, I have my in mind. It, it would be a disservice to say James Harden is not um, Player of the Week. He's been going off since December and. I can't deny he's doing everything offensively amazing and he's carrying the, that Rockets team to a record that has made them in the top four in the West, I believe, right now. 
Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I'm going to give a special mention to G- D'Angelo Russell, who just uh, dropped 34 points on the Celtics. Um, he had 18 points in the third quarter, and he has been consistent so much for this Brooklyn Nets team. And you know what? I'm glad to see his consistency because D'Angelo Russell can be an excellent player. Um, and it's finally some positivity with this net seam showing like, hey, we went out for this trade for this, you know, the second overall draft pick. Um, and D'Angelo Russell is finally paying off some dividends. And I think he could be an excellent player and really turn this campaign into his breakout campaign, in my opinion. So I'm giving special, special thoughts on D'Angelo Russell because he's doing great. But I, I, I'm, I, I'd be silly. I'd be like boneheaded not to give it to James Harden because he... He's just been I, I it's it's amazing. Simply put, it's just amazing. Okay. Well I probably give my player of the week <sighs> Lonzo Ball. Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Ball. <laughs> no, I'd probably give it to You know what? I, I only say that I say there was a lot of, with a lot of heart and a lot of respect for the game, but I'll give it to um um wow, how am I forgetting this name? Oh no Pascal Shakam, what am I saying? <laughs> he had a double double <laughs> there. I was like, why am I forgetting his name? I was about to say OG Ananobi for some reason. Okay, Pascal Siakam. Um <laughs> Man, watching him play against the Wizards really truly shows what kind of talent he has and i don't know like i was also watching a youtube i guess documentary like a 10 minute documentary about how the raptors kind of played their money ball with with the with their current um like mob what's it called mob bench mob what they're calling right now the bench mob so i think so yeah 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 the bench mob so the Raptors literally took or went into the draft thinking, okay, let's try to look at this statistically. There are these players, mind you, Van Vliet was undrafted, who are, in their opinion, have a lot to give to the game. And now the Raptors are the best in the league because they picked up these players that were a, a diamond in the rough, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, And I saw the story of Pascal Siakam coming from um, nowhere where he was just this kid who actually didn't play basketball that much and then no. picked up basketball at a, at a later age uh, got picked up for I think Giants of Africa which were was was run by the Raptors Masai uh-huh. Jury um, and all that so and now he's playing for the Raptors and it's just to see that and to see him play like to see that before watching him play uh, last night, I think, was just something to 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 be thankful for to see. Wow, this guy, who's in our team, is now playing. <coughs> Excuse me. Plus who's you, play, who's now playing all star caliber levels and amazing minutes, double double, a big contributor to the team. I mm-hmm. just appreciate him now more than ever because you know to see to see his. To see him grow into that player is a big deal. So, yeah, I give my player of the week to Chris Boucher. I'm joking. <laughs> Pascal Siakam. <laughs> okay, well, that's. I think that's very well warranted. Um, that these player of the weeks are kind of more of a personal thing. Yeah. Um, if objectively, 
you have to give it to James Harden objectively, but um, it's about what you know what about what we feel. Okay, it's about what yeah. we feel. Okay? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Um, let's briefly go over the games to watch this week. So, um, catch out that Celtics versus Raptors. It'll be interesting to see teams that uh, you know kind of a bit of a struggle right now. Let's see how they pick things up. I Celtics more of a struggle. Raptors just tired after a double OT. Pelicans versus Warriors. We will see the Pelicans are starting to starting to really disappoint me, and I feel really, yeah, I I, I I'm I'm concerned. Um, Warriors Clippers. I think this could be an upset game. I'm gonna say that right now. You think for the Clippers or for the Warriors? No, the Warriors. The Clippers are clearly the better team. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. The Clippers. I think the Clippers got. I think the Clippers will eat this one out. You think so? I, I absolutely think so. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll Interesting. See. We will see. We will see. Um, in the last game, Lakers versus Rockets. LeBron James, please come, or else. I'm sorry. These Rockets are going to steamroll this Lakers team. It's it's not. I'm sorry. Is it going to be it's a not... home game against the Rockets, or is it going to be an away game? Um, let me check. I think it's an away uh, game. I I think it will be. Let me see. Lakers versus why. Huh? Well, I mean that that Whoa. makes it's a big it, deal. it is at it it's at Houston. No, it's at Houston. Okay, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So I think the Lakers are gonna get torn apart this game. Oh yeah, they they're they're gonna get demolished, boy, demolished. Demolished for sure. Like, come on, man. I'm sorry. It's yeah. just not gonna happen today. No, okay. Well, I think uh, with that in mind, we've wrapped up our show. Yes, sir. Um, I know it's been a little bit inconsistent as of late, but we're kind of getting back in the groove, and uh, I think we're going to be back to our weekly type of things. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. You got anything to say, CJ DJ? Um, nothing more. Um, thank you for listening in to Nerds and Basketball. We really do appreciate our listeners. Um, we do have an Instagram now. It's very active. It's um, at Nerds and Basketball. So give us a follow. And if you're listening from the, from Instagram, thank you for listening and we appreciate you. Um, we will do our best to be more active there too. Uh, Absolutely. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening in. Uh, this was DJ CJ. And this is Post Charmone signing off. <laughs>